0: Chuck, you're going to have to talk to Erica. Um, you know, we used to do this show, you and I, and we'd have yep. a lot of fun. Sure. We'd have a lot of great meaty content. Um, some of that got deleted accidentally. We don't need to rehash bygones.
1: Okay. Uh, okay. But,
0: uh, you know, right now I hold this title still.
1: You lost it last week, Nate and, uh, Nate and Justin, our, our coach.
0: Yeah. They they won it, but first off, they didn't agree to be co-champions. And secondly, this question was, again, so convoluted. Like, I'm going to go through a history of the universe. I'm going to name three people who were involved in historical events. I'm confused. I'm in this swirl, this haze of confusion once again. Erica has to write the questions, first off, all right? Secondly, we got to figure out what we're going to do. Nate's kind of a turd, and I, I hate to say it, Justin's kind of a nerd. So okay. we got a problem with the format of this show. Erica's cool, but you need to talk to Erica. You two need to figure out how you're going to learn how to deal with the turd and the nerd. Otherwise, we're going to have to blow this whole thing up and go back to the way it used to be.
1: Uh, Erica, uh, how's that sound to you? Can you can you write the questions from, from here on out?
2: Yeah, yeah. I have no problem doing that. I just needed some time off. Uh, and apparently, I, I've missed some hot turd on nerd action. I, I'm very... Whew, Right. Yeah, this is something. Uh, this week should be fun, though. I'm glad to be back, and right. I'm glad, and apparently everyone's gonna be glad that I wrote all the questions again. So, yeah, I would imagine.
1: Me. I mean, I I thought I did a pretty respectable job, but I guess they they weren't as popular as everyone expected. So,
2: the final fall question was it, it was brutal, and frankly, I was a fan of that. You know how I like to fuck with people at, That's in the true. final fall. That's like my thing. Yeah. So I was kind of proud that that uh, you you did something really hard, but uh, you know. <laughs> What are you going to do? Can't make everyone happy. So there, there you go, Shawnee. <laughs> right,
1: are we ready to go. do the
0: show, guys? Sure. Turd, nerd, you guys ready to do the show? So excited. What about you. buddy? You. <laughs> like
3: retribution, I'm here to destroy the show from within by becoming
0: its champion.
1: And as the kids on the internet would say, he's got the cake.
0: I wish you wouldn't have said that, Chuck. <laughs> yeah.
3: this is the saddest episode of the show ever
0: (laughs) neither of you know what is going on
2: Erica we need you if you're listening Um, after that finger point of doom of a round we have Nate with six points and Shawnee and Justin with one I guess thank God for Hubert thanks for adding pressure Um... I
4: took
1: away the pressure you
3: asshole (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting week of the wrestling podcast. It is part discussion and part game show. It is known as the One Fall Show. And I'm your host. My name is Chuck Bean. I'm joined by our three panelists, as usual, and returning this week, the person that uh, actually makes it all happen as far as the questions and points are concerned, Miss Erica Bennis. Erica, how are you?
2: I am feeling sort of rested. Uh, and happy to be back uh, i needed a little break ski uh, because work has been crazy and sure. sadly enough as i had headed into this week and things kind of progressed i'm like oh, i can't take off two weeks in a row can i yeah. no no i can't but well here you know i what? am
1: it would be fine with me but i've got three other people that it would probably not be fine with so let <laughs> me introduce them to you now. First off, we've got uh well, as of last week, one half of our uh, our champions after a tie game, Mr. Nate Bender.
3: Chuck, Woo! I'm I'm here. Uh I'm not thrilled about uh what happened last week. I still don't accept the uh title of co-champion. I still contest. I had a I had a bonus point answer in there. And uh once again, the title denied. Here's the thing. Every time I win, I have to win by absolute domination or shenanigans like this plague me on this show. It's ridiculous. But I'm here and fuck you.
1: Okay. Uh, going into, uh, going into our second panelist, the other person who is pretty much co-champion after a tie game last week, somebody who's much more happy about it. And that is Mr. Justin Valentine.
0: Uh, that I mean, would be the, the nerd Chuck.
4: That, that, hold on. I don't know what there's not to be happy about. And one thing that I love about my best buddy, Nate is his passion. He's always wants more. You know what I'm saying? Very like, competitive. We're, we're oh champions. God, fuck off. Yeah, no, I mean, we're champions and he still wants he still wants more. Like there's still improvements to be made. I am so with it, buddy. We're going to make those improvements happen, man. It's good to see you, Nate. Oh, we're going
1: I'm so excited. Okay. And our third and final panelist, the guy who uh, refuses to give up the title to the two champions. Hopefully we can get a straight game going on here so we can actually figure out who is the true undisputed champion of the one fall show. Will it be Mr. Shawnee constant? You're damn right. Chuck. You're damn right.
0: $20 man. I'm still holding this title. I'm not giving it up. Still holding Nate's points, not giving those up. We tried it their way. We tried it your way. The numbers have reverted back to the mean. And so it's time that I get out of my pot haze and get back to running the one fall show like I used to do before somebody deleted all the episodes.
1: It happened. It was a mistake. It. It. it we, we're not even sure exactly how, but... Uh, Unfortunately, you can still listen to all the other one-fall shows, this new version of it, of course, in our, in our archives. But let's get to this week's show. This week, we've got three rounds consisting of three questions. Those questions are worth one points, two points, and three points, respectively. And uh, after that, we'll have a final fall, which will pretty much make or break the game. The uh, categories about Raw and SmackDown aew and nxt and everybody else in the news and notes around the ring and as typical we would start with the champ but because we i mean have a co-champs and by all um, means
3: i do not expect i do not i do not accept that that title i do not
1: accept that
4: my best buddy nate can go first
3: oh god i
1: yeah i, Good I, luck, I
4: buddy. guess we'll, you got this
1: i guess i guess we'll throw it to nate for the the beginning of the game here as we right. start with smacked raw the raw and smackdown category are right, you ready
3: uh, I guess, sure.
1: Good luck. Okay, buddy. in the raw following elimination chamber, which was last Sunday, who is established as the next challenger to the Mrs. WWE Championship? That would be Bobo Lashley. Yes, yeah, so uh, Bobby Lashley for sure. Good job, buddy. <laughs> can you
3: can you shut him up? Can we mute him somehow? <laughs> mute him. Ahead, it's his
1: turn to talk. My God. Yeah, that's right. Bobby Lashley uh, going to be taking on the Miz this Monday night for the WWE Championship. Let's talk about Elimination Chamber. i um, real curious to get your guys' thoughts on it because uh, I had some thoughts of my own, but it's your it's your guys' show as far as opinions are going. Nate? So I thought the
3: opening Elimination Chamber match was really good. It had all of the best spots in it. Uh, I, I liked that it featured Ring of Honor circa 2007. And also Jay Uso was there. It was like, like honestly, the spots that they put together this year for Elimination Chamber were good. They weren't repetitive. I really, really, really liked Jay Uso trapping Kevin Owens' arm and then just super kicking him over and over and over again. That was an awesome spot. Sami Zayn and everything that he did was absolutely chicken shit. Heel perfect. And then you know there was the you know we faffed about in the middle. I don't even remember what those matches were. And then uh, you get the other elimination chamber match, and I just I don't know. I wasn't I, I wasn't into the second one. I also didn't really love how Roman's match came right after the elimination chamber. Although it was pretty obvious that Daniel Bryan wasn't going over, so I why not? Kind of gives him a bit of an out. I don't know. I I thought it was an overall okay pay-per-view. It didn't waste all of my time, but I think that they, you know, like they put themselves in a really difficult position doing two elimination chamber matches inside of the same pay-per-view because one of them is inevitably going to be a lot better. My MVP for all elimination chamber matches though was Cesaro. I absolutely loved him. He was perfect. And I'm really happy to see Cesaro getting a bit of a singles push right now, it looks like it's going to be Brian and Roman at fast lane. So I hope that uh, they, they put Cesaro in a top spot after Mania.
4: Yeah, I mean, I agree. And I think with the SmackDown Chamber, I agree with you on. I feel like if Roman's match was going to be right after, which we kind of suspected, then that should have been the main event. Right. When you made it the first match of the night, you made us think and it would make sense for the Roman Bryan match to be then the main event. Why why is it, you know, if the elimination chamber was after every other match, then that would make sense as to why it has to be right after. But if it's the first match of the night, why not let Daniel Bryan go back and rest it and then come back at the end of the night and fight for the title? If you're thinking logically as to, you know, how it should take place. With the Raw Chamber and The Miz cashing in and become champion, look, that title looks damn good on him. I think he could really hold that. My problem with this, the way things are turning out with Bobby Lashley getting the title shot next week, Drew wasn't even on Raw, and we still got Fastlane in between now and Mania. He seems like he's a transitional champion. I don't know if they're going to give it right back to Drew before WrestleMania, but I I have a... a suspicion that I don't like, which is that Miz will not be WWE champion going into WrestleMania. And he deserves better than that. If that was the case, he should have held out to the briefcase a little longer and then give him the title. Because whenever he does get that title, I feel like he should hold it for a good amount of time. And I think he will do it, he would do it well. Uh, I just feel like this is gonna be a few-week reign and he deserves more than that.
0: Yeah, there are two scenarios with the Miz that I can see. And, you know, we you, you had discussed before, Justin, like who is Drew going to face at WrestleMania. What it looks like is one scenario, Miz just gets bulldogged by Lashley next week and it's over. Or they at least push this thing to fast lane and he gets crushed there. Or it's going to be a three for all, right? But, you know, the, the upside of this, I guess, is that Drew will get to raise the title again in front of an audience. And that will be pretty cool. Um, sure. I don't see it ending any other way and that's kind of disappointing, I guess, but you know, Miz gets to hold the title, which he, he sort of has earned by just being there. I mean, he's always there. He's a workhorse, whether you love him or you hate him, or you you're, uh, indifferent about him. He's certainly uh, a company player and Lashley has been the most consistent pandemic wrestler in the company, I think. Right. I mean, we saw him start with, uh, with with this faction and he was you know still coming off that era of the sammy Zayn like be, before sammy Zayn was a great chicken shit heel right you had sammy zane being just kind of a mid-level heel and bobby lashley coming off all that nonsense with his sisters and things right uh but the last year bobby lashley like he feels like a lesnar level opponent in yeah. the making which i think is something that they would be foolish to uh to overlook as far as the event i thought that the i i, I pretty much shut it off after um after the, the roman reigns match uh that that opening that opening um elimination chamber was awesome i saw everything i wanted to um raw continues to be mediocre to bad and smackdown continues to be above average to excellent so this pay-per-view in particular, I really just like by giving me the great stuff first, uh, you know, you gave me dessert first and I overindulged. So sure. I didn't, I didn't hang around for the rest of it.
3: Yeah. Uh, here's, here's the thing about Miz being a transitional champion. If on the other side of losing that championship, what does the Miz do? John Morrison is injured now. He he uh, had a, a knee injury after a bad springboard move on the last SmackDown so Miz and Morrison, that's kind of out. Like, what do you have the Miz do? That right. and that's that that is kind of a crappy position for the Miz to be put in. Um, especially because, like, I, I don't disagree that having a good chicken shit heel, uh, you know, in in one of your uh main title slots is really good going into WrestleMania. Now, it's it's what, you're gonna have one of two things, you're either gonna have a big bruiser, dominant heel uh, like Bobby Lashley, or you're going to have a chicken shit heel with The Miz. Either way, you've got to put that title on a heel going into Mania so that Drew can get his win back. Um, and I think that's the obvious move. Like that's the obvious. Like if I was, you know, running a wrestling promotion, that's what I would do. Is I would I would get the title off of Drew so that he could win it back at, at Mania. They already did it once for no reason. At hell in the cell when they gave it to Randy Orton for like, what, two weeks? You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason that Drew can't lose the title and then win it back and still look as strong as he did before. So, yeah, I I don't disagree that it'll be unfortunate if it's Lashley going into mania and not the Miz, but it's really only unfortunate for him. I think either way, the audience kind of wins. Sure.
1: All right, well, let's move on to our second question for Nate here. Speaking of Elimination Chamber, Edge revealed at, uh, that he's going to be challenging Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at WrestleMania at Elimination Chamber. This week on SmackDown, Bianca Bianca Belair's decision on who she would challenge at Showcase of the Immortals also took place. Who did she choose? Sasha Banks. That's right. So we've got both of our Money in the Bank winners uh, now going after Royal, Rumble winners. Royal Rumble winners. What's that? Royal Rumble winners. You said are- Money in the Bank. You're right. Both are Royal Rumble winners going Good after. Good catch, buddy. <laughs> Very smart. God, shut up. Going Jesus. after SmackDown champion since WrestleMania is two nights this year. Do you guys think uh, B. L. and Bel Air and Banks might be headlining one of those nights? It's possible. I mean,
3: that's a lot of faith to put in Sasha Banks, the botch machine. Um, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I love Bianca Belair. If she's going over, and that's how you're ending night one of WrestleMania, yes. If Sasha's keeping the title, no. Like that, I think that that's a really that's a really bad main event. Mostly, I, you know. Like, answer me this: Is Sasha Banks a heel or a face? I think this at this point in history, she's supposed to be a face. Really because she doesn't act like it like she doesn't i mean like i i'm not i'm not sure what her character is supposed to be like hey i beat up my former best friend to win the title and now i'm just back to being the boss sasha banks like it seems like she has like a boilerplate uh you know personality that she's kind of put on i, I just i don't get her i don't get her act i don't get her gimmick i i just I don't understand it. So if Bianca's winning, yes, fine. Make that the main event. Otherwise, it, it's probably going to be, uh you know, world title, world title for the two main events.
1: Right. It's not like yeah. we've got another uh another. What was it? Graveyard match to look forward to this. Oh, year. God. <laughs> Thank
3: God for Boneyard.
1: that. A <laughs> Boneyard match.
3: The Boneyard. The Boneyard, Boneyard match. Right. Who's yeah. going?
4: Who's getting a boner? No, I'm sorry. Uh, listen, I. Uh, whether it's the main event, either one or not, Bianca Belair needs to go over. Yes. I'm sorry,
1: Sean. Yes. <laughs> Shawnee. Shawnee's shaking scared. his head. I know what's in his mind. This is just is <laughs> the horny luchasaurus. <laughs> I'm sorry, man.
4: Um, but no, either way, Bianca Belair needs to go over just with the way her her rise has been it i'm not one to think every royal rumble winner needs to win at wrestlemania which used to be the case and then they kind of started to switch that up uh that's not the case but the way bianca Belair's rise has been how good she is how ready she is it would only hurt her whether it's a main event or not which to me it very well could be i don't hate sasha as much as nate was hating on her um in the ring or her character just because i understand she's got this attitude but it's still the way she became champion. Bailey turned on her. So that clearly made her the face number one, because Bailey's the obvious try to be heel. Right. And as much as Sasha has this arrogance about her, there's other faces that have that. Look at Kevin Owens, right? One of the most arrogant guys in the company, but he's a face, right? Uh, you know, we, we kind of could say the same, hopefully, with Drew, if he would stop being so nice and smiley, he would still be a face if he was still the Scottish psychopath. Um, so with Sasha, you know, she just, you know, she just thinks she's the best. That's that's the, the vibe of her character, which doesn't necessarily make her a heel. Um, and there's no live crowd there for her to pander to or hate on. So there's no moments that you could really turn to to say, OK, if you're a face, why did you say that? so i don't hate it either way but bianca bella needs to go over she's ready and it would only hurt her to lose
0: i think the feud is going to be interesting because as i'm listening to you both describe sasha who i am a big fan of um we've got two uh performers here who have essentially very very similar gimmicks and so by colliding it's going to force them to differentiate themselves from one another you know, um, Bianca came out and, you know, with her whole EST thing this last week. And, you know, she's, of course, perfected that. And Sasha had to suddenly go like, oh, shit, I can't say I'm the best. I'm the greatest. Like, I relied on that. But the EST already just came in and gobbled up all those words. So now you got to figure out what you are. You have two ultra-confident women who have, are, whose main focus is I've worked hard and... That makes me the best. That's that's not enough to differentiate themselves right. from one another, and so I think we're going to see some of that now. Whether who who is the face and the heel be interesting because that will sort of dictate the direction they try to go into. But I I, I think that this is a, an interesting feud, and I agree with everyone else that Bianca Belair deserves a big spotlight in the year coming forward. Hopefully, this isn't a flash in the pan moment for her. But here's the real question what will Reginald do?
3: <laughs> true. What, what would Reginald do? I always
4: think that. And no, when yeah. will
3: Carmella reinsert herself into the scene? Because you know, if Reginald's there, Carmella won't be far behind.
4: But that, again, we talked about that still remains confusing. Why is he there? What is he doing? What, what are we yeah. trying to tell? It makes no
1: sense. Unless <laughs> it's some kind of long con on Carmella's part, then I don't get it. I think the two, the two loose ends
0: right now, the, the men's tag team division and the Reginald thing in the women's division on SmackDown right now, and and yeah. the presence of Baron Corbin at all. Um, <laughs> I hated to see Sammy get, get linked up with him.
1: He's got uh, he's got some footage uh, backstage before their match that his camera crew uh, filmed that is on Twitter right now. That is absolutely hilarious to watch. Definitely please
3: recommend. don't please don't get Sami Zayn sucked down Baron Corbin's mid-card vortex, please. Yeah, know The absolutely. last guy, what half of the last two guys that got attached to him got one of them got fired. So
2: uh.
0: God. Sammy, day, Sammy Zane has a 90-day uh, no-complete clause, but El Generico does not. That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. All right, Nate, you've got an opportunity to pretty much sweep the category with uh, another three points here for our final question as far as Raw and SmackDown is concerned. How about this? Apollo Crews has a personality. Now, which African nation is part of Apollo Crews' new persona? Nigeria. Yep. Absolutely, that's correct. What do you guys think of this? Uh, the ever-evolving heel turn of Apollo Cruz. This
3: I I actually really like this. Like I I dig. I, I've actually I, I was impr- impressed by Apollo Cruz about a year ago, like right near the beginning of the pandemic era, and he had some wonderful matches. And I was like, God damn, this guy can work. He's he looks like a million bucks. Why don't they use him? So to see him be used progressively more and more and more throughout the year and to now kind of get like a full-fledged like gimmick change i think that this is awesome um i like his new heel persona he's more vicious like yeah he's got a megawatt smile but he can also be a pretty decent heel uh i'm excited to see where this goes i i like this
4: I like where it's at, but I said before I don't like how we got there. Uh, in today's wrestling, the heels, even though and even the cowardly heels, they only work if part of you kind of agrees with them, right? Or part of you can kind of like respect their talent right the miz works as a heel because of what shawnee said earlier he's a workhorse right so when he runs his mouth as much as he's annoying there's some truth that comes out of it with apollo cruz the guy lost three times in title matches clean right and that's how we got to this heel character the heel character itself is great but in this storyline i'm 100 with big e stop running your mouth i beat your ass three times clean no issue right i would have rather have apollo cruz get screwed over by the rules of some sort in one of these matches or something along the lines or someone get involved and he gets sick of getting you know robbed of his opportunities and then we get this heel character but in this storyline i just i can't agree with him because sorry dude you, you lost three times so now you're mad that's what it comes off as for me
0: He's a sports nerd. What do you want to do? Um, I like the heel <laughs> turn, and uh, I think that this this is going to be a much more exciting Apollo Cruz to see going into Mania. It's about time that he was able to find something to sink his teeth into. I think we can all agree on that. Like Apollo Cruz is hel- hellified, talented, and uh, you know he's been just hanging around, man. Just. They they just they, they put him out to get squashed every few months for this flat past several years. It's good to see him finally get get something. But uh, again, I don't want to see Big E trapped in Apollo Cruz's metamorphosis. I want to see Big E doing his own thing.
4: I, again I just want to clarify, I do love this character, friend. He deserves it and it's great. I just don't like how he got there.
1: I think it's it, it, for for a lot of us. We forget that Apollo Cruz is absolutely one of the people on the list of NXT talent that hit the main roster and then were completely oh, yeah. misused. Like yeah. he wasn't in NXT for very long, but he did. He was super impressive while he was in NXT, even if he didn't make it all the way up to champion before they moved him up. All right, after uh, the first round, Erica, let us know where the points stand.
2: Oh, we've got Nate the turd Bender in the lead with six points. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and uh, Justin is all the th- the only thing Justin missing is is his giant foam Nate Bender finger saying, you're number one, buddy. Uh, and number maybe, one turd. This is maybe, maybe, getting
3: really weird. Really weird. Just genuinely.
2: Oh. Oh, OK. Well, anyway, <laughs> now that we've set the mood Not for you. the second.
3: Not you, the nerd. <laughs>
2: anyway uh, Chuck back to you for round two
1: All right, as we move into round two let's throw things to uh, Justin for our second round which will be the Wednesday Night War of AEW and NXT Uh, for our first question the Sting and Darby Allin versus Team Taz feud continued this week on Dynamite and we saw Sting drag a body bag out following Team Taz's match against the Varsity Blondes who was in that body bag
4: Oh, it was uh, Taz's boy, was it Hook?
1: Hook you know is it? correct. Yeah, yeah, the build for this feud has uh, been pretty good. We're what a week, maybe two weeks away from uh, Revolution here, as we stand. Uh, who else is concerned still about Sting being in action in this uh, what we can only imagine is going to be a cinematic match?
4: I mean, if it's a cinematic match, not that it's going to be good, but it could also save you know the worry of. You know, Sting getting hurt, right? If it was a straight match and a straight straight fight, yeah, you should be concerned. I mean, yeah, he took a bump, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, but that's also still just one bump, uh, you know, and there and the 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 guys that they're in there with, there's no one. This could only work if there was someone at Sting's level, right? If you put a Taz in there for Sting to be paired off with that you know wouldn't hurt him as much because Taz is also older. But no, you have him in with two guys in their prime who are strong, athletic, quick, and can only make Sting look bad in a straight match. If it's a cinematic match, I'm not saying it will be good, but it'll be better for Sting when it comes to his health. If it's a straight match, yes, you need to be worried about Sting, especially a straight fight
3: yeah i'm i'm still not very into this um you know i i think that they they really made sting look like an idiot the week before uh getting power bombed and then having that overhead shot um you know like i just i'm not sure how you how you kind of rehab his image after that like uh, you know the fact that cage no sold that entire attempted beating Uh, from sting last week, like really made him look like a, a fucking punk. Um, You know, uh, the Darby Allen thing this week. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm very not into this. Like I, I was, I was into sting coming back. I, 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 and I said the entire time, I do not want him to get physical. He clearly is getting physical. Um, Yeah, dude. I, Where is where is the like if it's if it is building towards a cinematic match, I'm not into any of the cinematic matches that AEW have done so far. So, yeah, I'm just I have to go uh, go with um, uh, this is not for me. Uh, And it sucks because I like Darby Allen
0: quite a bit. Anyone think uh, that after that segment, they just zipped Hook back up in that bag and shipped him back to wherever he came from before he just started showing up on the TV, funking up the, the whole Taz? All, all I of still a don't remember where that. he came from. Just one day he was there. And I'm like, what are you doing here, kid? And then I heard he's Taz's kid. And I'm like, well, what the fuck?
1: Let's he's just <laughs> zip him up in a bag. Did you a Hook to pull him off stage left and just call it a day? <laughs>
2: All right, you did your part. Get out. Go home. Did you have something you wanted to add, Erica? No, no, I'm good. But I, I think okay. Hook, isn't Hook training at the nightmare factory? Like, isn't he? I feel like that's a thing. Yes. And, he is. Okay. That's which awesome.
3: is All right. which is really weird that they now have him in an on. Uh, yeah, like like the whole thing just doesn't make sense. It's sort of like, why is AEW repeatedly using negative one in storylines? Like, I understand. Yeah. You know, like, uh, uh, you know, wanting to support Brody Lee, uh, you know, and his family and all of that stuff. Uh, who knew that that contract that he signed was for like a weekly television appearance? Like, it's 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 getting to the point where it's like starting to become like weird. Like, I'm I'm not I'm not sure. Uh, like, I'm starting to think that AEW is just maybe not made for me.
2: It's you yeah. know. I mean, as far as the negative one stuff goes, I, you know, I think maybe you're looking a little too much into this. No offense, but I I think they're really just trying to make a kid who whose dad died happy. Like, I don't think there's really I I think it's just it's weird to
3: do. It's weird to do with something as valuable as as weekly television time. Like it's that's that's something that has has never in the history of television been done ever.
2: Okay. I mean, whatever. I'm not,
3: I'm not, not, listen, I'm not trying to poo poo it. It's just, it's like it, 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 I don't know. It takes me out of the program and, and yeah. So I just, I, I I don't like, again, I have to concede that maybe this isn't, this just isn't for me. Right.
4: I I'm leaning toward Nate's, um, you know, argument on this because I felt the same way to do it once or twice, you know, at the the beginning to, you know, again, let a kid live his dream out. I I was all for it then, but to have him consistently still show up on TV time, a part of a storyline, it gets old because in the end, he's not, obviously he's a, he's a kid. He's not,
3: he's he's popping up on commentary on dark.
4: Like I just, you know, like he's not ready for any of that. And in the end, it's going to take away from the product.
2: I, I do believe that, you know, uh, or at least, you know, maybe you guys can clarify this. Uh, AEW has been uh, recording a lot of shows in in batches. Um yeah. and, and so I think, you know, he's only showing up like once, like during that like time when they're filming a bunch of stuff. And then, you know, he's not there every week. Um, but, you know, at the same time, you know, they... Gosh, I, God, I'm going to sound like a real bitch. But, uh, you know... I'm sure he probably wants to, you know, he, he, the kid's having fun and who wants to tell a little kid whose dad just died, like, nah, pal, you can't be on this week. So they, right. they may have their kindness, initial kindness may have backed themselves into a corner.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. I could see that.
2: So, yeah. you know, I mean, whatever. I mean, I'm not really once again, clearly I, I just, you know, it it doesn't really affect me much, but um, I, I guess really just think about it from that perspective. I think it's, I I mean, I, I do,
3: I do. That's why I'm not like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like it's, you know, I'm not trying to say like, don't do it. I'm just saying it's those types of things that from an audience perspective, take me out of the product. Like it Mm -hmm. takes me out of the, out of the, like, this is a wrestling show to like, okay, now we're like, it, it, you know what I mean? It, it, it breaks, it kind of, it's, it's almost kayfabe breaking. Like it's, it's, it's weird to say, and it's a weird thing. And it's a delicate thing. I understand all those things. And you're right. Nobody wants, and dude, I don't want to be the the guy who's like, fuck this kid. Like, no, I'm not saying that. (laughs) What I'm saying is, is that as an audience member, it's, it's hard to overlook and ignore. And, you know, I'm never going to jump on Twitter and be like, you guys have to stop doing this. You know, do it. Uh, do it as long as it makes that kid happy. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's a bit strange. Is all.
1: I think as wrestling fans too, we because we've been watching Vince McMahon for so long, we expect the worst. Like the <laughs> that's the not more, unfair.
3: That's the yeah. more the
1: kid gets involved in plot. We're like, oh no, that Eventually, they're going to give us something on TV that's really going to feel wrong.
3: Nicholas. I mean, and yeah, it it was fine though. Like it wasn't like, but he showed back up on Raw, and it was like, really? We're how long are we doing this for? <laughs> right?
2: Can you imagine like, a, a match where it's like, all right, whoever wins is going to be negative one's new daddy. Let's go. Ooh. Oh no! Stop. Okay, look. D- yeah, except that had- was
3: that was a real plot line on WWE TV. So know. you know what? No. Fuck all of y'all. It
2: was yeah. bad then. Yeah. I'm sorry. You you know it would have it would have been pitched in WWE. Yeah. Because they're because Vince is gross. We already ha- I mean Judy Bagwell on a poll. That was WCW, but still crazy. And then we had the whole Dominic saga. Don't don't groan that because it could have happened. It's true.
1: It's true. Yeah. Well, what is gonna happen is our second question here in the Wednesday night war, mm-hmm. going back way. to uh Justin for this, uh, this particular question. For two points, Justin, Dynamite came to a close with a face of the Revolution qualifier match. Who won the opportunity to enter this ladder match at Revolution?
4: Oh, Archer. Lance Archer.
1: Lance Archer, that's correct. This uh, the, We got Archer versus Ray Phoenix match, which uh, was very, very cool match. And then uh, we're going to see... Ar- Ar- Do you think we're going to see Archer hold gold following Revolution? It'd it's Murderbird's uh, birthday today. Whose birthday? The Murderbird. Oh, wow.
0: Lance Archer.
2: Yes. Happy birthday, Housen. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) There's Uh, an excellent video
0: on YouTube with uh, Dan Housen interviewing Lance Archer before he became a face, which I really enjoy because it was the first time I could see, like, can this big mean heel from Texas actually have fun? And he had fun.
1: Nice. 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 What Do you guys see Gold in Lance Archer's future in his his very near future? And uh, which title do you think you're going to see him hold first?
4: yes and probably the TNT title um you know the world title is 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 scooped up in a storyline that's kind of above him right now no disrespect it's just the Kenny Omega Moxley and the new Japan vibe it's it's up there and it's going to be circling up there for a while now the TNT title i can see it in Archer Darby Allen feud going on uh and then i want to say one quick thing about this ladder match it seems a little random like i don't i don't hate the participants in the match. I think the match is going to be great. It just seems a little randomly put together and it's coming off more as, oh, this is one of our pay-per-views. We need something crazy and we need to find something for all these superstars to do. So we're randomly going to put some guys in. We're going to have some random qualifying matches because, and then we're going to have this match. The match is going to be good. If Archer wins, I'm all for it. But it just seems a little hurried forced and random
3: let me let me let me explain this match to you because we still don't know the fourth competitor this is a vehicle for a large debut that's it that's all it is it's just a vehicle for a large debut i don't know who's coming over but someone is, is going to make their debut in this match. That's all I know.
0: Um, well, oh,
3: well, yeah, let's hope not. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, the, the, yeah, the lid's already off of that secret, so I don't see it being Paul. Um, I don't see him climbing a ladder
1: at this
0: point in his career.
3: You know, also also valid point,
1: uh, although they could <laughs> just put series it on a pole.
3: They could put it so low that he just is able to reach up and grab it, but then it's more like a stepladder match uh, for everyone else. Um, yeah, I, I, do I see gold in Lance Archer's future? Not unless they make another mid card title, right? Like the TNT championship is, is going to get taken off of Darby Allen at some point. Uh, so, you know, he can claim that he had a pretty decent run with it. Um, but Justin's a hundred percent right. Like this Kenny Omega storyline, Seems like a a two year storyline at minimum, and which is weird, by the way, to do in year two of your wrestling promotion. Uh, that aside, but I understand the stars aligned, and you have to go when the stars align, and right. and pull that trigger. I get it. I totally get it. It's just it you, now your mid card, which is gluttonous at AEW. It is such a fat it's like 22 fucking people at this point it's such a fat mid card and you've got you know you've basically got a a upper card that consists of you know john moxley uh kenny omega uh i don't know who else would you put on that list like at this point like maybe you could you could say maybe Lance Archer, Chris I, I think Jericho. At this for a sure. moment,
0: it's just those two until they decide who they're going to start letting back into this story. That you, you, guys are right, and and it is a an extremely deep mid card. So deep, in fact, that you know, like a handful of favorites will all have to be fighting with a bunch of people who are less favorite for one title. It's, it's you're right. It's a very very meager. Uh, rewards for a whole lot of really talented people right now until we know where this story is uh, getting into gear to be to be honest if we were going to do the kenny omega title collector tour
3: i think he should have started collecting belts outside and technically he did but he should have collected a little bit more a, a few more belts outside of the company before he comes in and runs a train over john moxley right like yeah. I think that would have both kept Moxley strong. You would have been able to keep fleshing out guys in, in the uh, top of the card. And and you wouldn't have to put dudes like Chris Jericho into the tag team scene. Um, it's just it, it's it, it, and, and again, I like the long term storytelling aspect of it. But now you have like, you know, 25 or so guys that are trying to duke it out for now just being being able to appear on national television. Um so yeah and 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 we're probably going to get a debut or two out at Revolution as well. So there's going to be more guys thrown into that mid card. Um, Wait. Oh, sorry. sorry, sorry. <laughs> um so yeah, I, I I I don't know. I I do worry for the upper card of AEW at the moment.
1: Well, if we learned one thing from this conversation, it's that Tony Khan likes a fat mid card. He's a mid-card man. (laughs) Booker of the year, Chuck. (laughs) All right, let's go to our third and final question of the Wednesday Night War. Justin, for three points, as NXT came to a close this week, Adam Cole turning on yet another member of the Undisputed Era. Who was it? Roderick Strong. That's right. Roddy Strong taking a low blow and a super kick. Um what do we th- what do we guys what do you guys think of this detonation of the undisputed era and what do you, where do you think everybody goes in the undisputed era once this is all said and done This is gold That
4: segment is gold I love everything about it I've said before this needs to be Adam Cole's last storyline in NXT um I know they got the NXT title involved in it. I'm hoping that's just to spice it up and not to give Adam Cole another title run, which means he would be stuck in NXT for another X amount of months or years. Uh, So Adam Cole, after this, and I've said it before, give us a triple threat for the NXT title with him and O'Reilly. Give us him and O'Reilly one-on-one. And then, Cole, you need to decide what you're doing here, right? Because NXT is... You've done all there is to do. You've now broken up the Undisputed Era. The other guys, I could see them keeping around in NXT for a little bit longer. I don't know if they're going to keep them together as a team or maybe try to give them individual pushes uh, and see how that rolls. But uh, in the end, this needs to be – I'm more focused on Adam Cole. and worried. As great as this is, the character works great. The segment was great. He needs to be done in NXT once this storyline wraps up.
3: If Adam Cole is done in NXT, I see one of two things in his future. A, he goes to 205 Live, which we'll all cry over. Or B, he gets brought up to the main roster and is Ricochet Part 2, which also nobody wants to see. It's just Vince McMahon is who Vince McMahon is, and he sees what he wants to fucking see out of people. It doesn't matter how much Triple H loves this guy and puts this guy over to Vince... He'll have two matches on the main roster, and then they'll fucking bury him. That has been done to where was Keith Lee at Elimination Chamber? What fucking happened to the triple threat? With You know, like what what is actually happening to NXT talent on the main roster is a fucking crime. So Adam Cole and Roddy Strong both go to 205 live and are never seen again. And uh, Bobby Fish is 45 and constantly injured. So who knows if we'll ever see him on NXT again. And uh, Kyle O'Reilly, they may give a singles run, or they'll put him up in a glued together tag team with him and Finn Balor, and everyone will cry. Um, this is going to be a great storyline while it's going on, but after it's done, I I sincerely worry for all of these guys's career. I hope, what I hope is that Adam Cole, this is his last storyline in NXT. His contract is done and he goes to AEW. That way he'll be with his wife. He'll be hanging out with his bullet club friends, and he'll actually be fucking used. Now we get back to the problem of AEW now has 45 people on their mid card roster. <laughs> so great. He's never going to be seen. Well, he probably will be seen on television, but he'll have to jump out of a cake at Miro. Who knows what the fuck is going to happen? <laughs> it's just, I, I I worry so much more for Adam Cole being inside of the WWE system and moving off of NXT, because we all know Triple H has booked this guy to be one of the best. And clearly he is. And Vince McMahon is just not going to see it.
2: Uh, If if I may, just to piggyback on what Nate had had to say, um, Vince McMahon is a notorious size queen. (laughs) Uh, And a very picky one at that, uh, because you would, you know, once, you know, to steal a line from Ross Tweddle of Cultaholic fame, Vince McMahon loves big, big sweaty men. Uh, He does. It's his favorite thing. Uh, It's why Giant Gonzalez happened. It's why, uh, you know, oh, God, who's the guy who accompanies AJ Styles?
3: Almost.
2: Almost. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't.
3: They've said it four different like, ways on television. Omos, Oma, I know.
2: <laughs> I, well, here's the thing. I don't really watch Vince Jr.'s product. So I tend to forget. Um, the, the, I'm saying it's fine because no one who actually works there knows either. Well, yeah. there we go. Uh, but I, I, I concur with Nate. I am terrified of what is next for Adam Cole because he has, Everything that fans like us love, but he's not a big guy. And Vince McMahon loves big guys. So I I am personally terrified that he is just going to squander and and just struggle. And and yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, he leaves, does go to AEW, but I don't think he will languish in the midcard. I think they're going to rocket him straight to the top because they know how good he is. He's so good.
0: God, I hope so. If, if I, I was I, booking I, the world, I would put, uh, I would keep negative one on the program. And one day I would slip Adam Cole in instead of negative one. No one would ever see it coming. This little kid just comes running out, screaming so... at everybody, pulls off the mask. <laughs> He's the new leader.
1: Adam- <laughs> <laughs> was dude. me all along. Oh You're <laughs> not wrong. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I'm afraid of Adam Cole going to AEW because then I'll have to, I'll have to put some kind of markers in my brain for which Adam is Cole and which Adam is page It's mm. the problem I had when they were both in ring of honor
3: true oh, yeah. true that's true can I, can I just
1: say on a, on a personal note I'm I'm
3: a, like I do want to see the story advance but I'm also extremely annoyed at it because that's now four sets of trons and four themes that I have to mod in for each one of these assholes now <laughs> and I can't just use the undisputed era theme which is better anyway motherfucker fuck like god damn it
1: <laughs> is this like when the shield uh finally separated like does adam cole get the undisputed era theme in the divorce
2: has it, to has so, to yeah, adam someone cole, has baby. to uh,
1: and, and boom
3: it, it yeah it would make more sense for it to stay with adam I yeah. Think. yeah i think he he does the
1: he's he's got the boom pretty much covered true i
3: got the boom no i want the boom
1: no nope. nope. <laughs> me the boom <laughs> he's got the boom all right we're at the end of our second round
2: erica where do the points stand well, turd and nerd tied again, which seems to be. Right where we need to be. Seems man, that's so great. Right it is with a each hot other. trend. Hot trend oh, on this man. show. Nate and Justin, six points each. Heading into round three. Shawnee will start off. It's going to be wonderful. Back to that's you, Chuck. For life.
1: Thank you very much, Erica. Yeah, I'm starting to agree with Nate. Can we get a mute on that kid's mic? Jesus. Seriously. For everybody. It's for crazy. Life. All right, uh, Shawnee, as we go into our news and notes around the ring, our first one is about somebody that you've been hinting at all show long. Well, the AEW made headlines this week with the announcement that Paul White, formerly known as The Big Show, now will be known as The Very Large Program, Will be uh, his primary role in the company will be calling in-ring action on AEW's new YouTube show. What is the name of the new YouTube show that he'll be on? Oh, son of a bitch. This is a one-point question, a third-tier
0: <laughs> internet show. I know it's AEW Dark Monday with Tony and Paul. Big show.
2: <laughs> Tony okay, I kind of like that title better.
0: <laughs> that is, that's not bad. I'm, uh, I'm getting it's AEW look, Dark I, some. <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm giving Shawnee one point for that AEW Monday with with Tony and Paul. I like that. It's fun. Uh,
1: yeah, no, it's not the it's not the correct answer, but it is a very fun answer. Damn you, Chuck! <laughs> I'm sick of your crap. I'm sick of it.
2: I Funny, I I wrote that question. Uh, so take the heat on me. If God, if you hate that question, you're gonna despise the next two. So.
0: It won't matter. It won't come back to me.
2: Well, you don't. Oh, you don't know
1: that's true uh we'll we'll move things over to nate nate what is the name of the new aew uh youtube show that paul white's going to be a part of uh aew dark elevation
3: i believe it is (laughs) that's
1: that's true that's the correct answer uh what do you guys think about the large program coming over to uh coming over to aew when are we
3: gonna get uh, like confirmation of this second TV program that TNT bought a year ago. Like that's, that's what I've been waiting for. Will, will AEW dark end up just being AEW elevation at some point? Like, are they starting it on YouTube and then moving it to TNT at some point Uh, or or one of, one of Turner's other channels? I know it's Turner that the the deal is with, Um, you know, I, I, I I don't know. Uh, And, you know, I think, it could be OK. Clearly, they have more talent than they have TV time to expose. That's what we've said now four times on this program. So it's actually really necessary. Um, I just hope that you know they take it a little bit more seriously than they take AEW Dark, because uh, I don't know the last time you've watched that program, but at least half of it is Excalibur and uh, Taz just making each other laugh. Which is fine, but it's it has nothing to do with what's in the ring, right? Uh, and and uh, you know it just feels like no one is taking it seriously, including the commentators. Uh,
4: great look, big splash. Obviously, everyone's talking about it because of the you know. Don't say the big show is you know was in WWE for twenty plus years and now he's not. What a freaking waste! We're putting him on a a, a, a new you like really. You're gonna get a name like him, and he's not on the Dynamite commentary team, which is already
0: garbage and needs a frickin' Whoa, whoa, know? whoa! Let's easy, well, easy, slugger. Listen, no, you're not a fan, is. but garbage, please.
2: They are, the greatest they commentator
0: are. of all time. You got Tony Schiavone, and ex- <laughs> I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't get listen, the hate. I don't get the hate on the commentary team. I listen. I li- I'm not dogging the history. Right? I'm
4: talking. I'm talking about currently, right now. It is garbage, and Paul White could because he does have personality he obviously has been in the business for a while he could add what it needs in there it's just a waste for the name it is and it and again, you go back to the fact that Tony Khan needs somebody next to him that's saying, all right, buddy, I know you're a fan and everything, but let's slow down and think smart now because AEW has is not a baby anymore. We now we have a good amount of talent names, both in ring commentary and whatever around. Let's just focus on making these guys make sense here quit signing guys and now you're talking about and you're making sense with a potential debut at revolution i don't want to see that because no matter how big the name is that means either a they're going to get buried or b somebody who is a name on the show is going to get buried and it's in long-term booking it's going to suck so someone needs to tell tony Khan to please calm down a little bit
3: well we don't actually know if big show is going to be good on commentary or not I mean, we just don't know. Like he it's he true. was a pretty he was a pretty decent uh, sitcom actor. I don't know if anyone else watched the big show show, but I, I saw I an was, episode of it. that it
1: wasn't the big, big show show.
3: Yeah, they clearly a missed opportunity there. But there was a reason that it was only one season, but he wasn't the worst part of it. So yeah. I, I, I will give you like I, I'm just saying that that's an unknown factor. We don't know whether he can he can actually commentate or not.
0: I think that what we need to see is we need to see a differentiation almost immediately from dark and elevation right these two things have to be competing with each other in some fashion it can't just simply be dark which is tacked on to dynamite being having something else tacked on right we have we have to have some kind of Organization. What this could potentially do, I think, is that if they are able to make some waves with Elevation in any capacity, it does position them to decide do we want to have our other show on Tuesday night when there is no real competition outside of Impact Wrestling, or do we want to go head to head with Monday Night Raw, which is, you know, a wounded deer? struggling in the forest and has been for a long time so right. there is some potential there but i i totally agree with with everybody you know i'm a a, a huge aew fan it's uh, the my favorite two hours of the week as sad as that may be um i don't ever watch dark not ever i don't think i've seen a single minute of it um so we have to hear a reason to give these two things a chance and then while i'm watching them. You have to give me something different enough between the two uh, YouTube programs to say, "Okay, there's a reason I'm watching this. It's not just because I'm I, I want to." You know, yeah, th- for people who watch Dark, I, I have no disdain whatsoever. There's a lot of fun in watching the feeder system, so that you know some of the little back pocket facts about the uh, the different performers when they make it to the big time, but. Doing what we do, I don't have the time to add that to my to my list. But boy, if you did somehow some way give me some meaningful competition against Raw, it would not be hard to twist my arm and watch something else.
3: You know, Johnny, I, I, I think you bring up a, a really remarkable point uh, that they really do need to differentiate the two products. And you know what's really interesting is that. Uh, Over the weekend, the NWA YouTube channel deleted all of its content. All of the the videos are gone. And so a lot of people are speculating what's going on with the NWA. What I would love to see is if AEW Elevation ended up being a more studio type program like NWA Power was back in the day. So if they were switching some of their. Uh, production capacity over to, uh, you know, to brand it for AEW, I think that would make a lot of sense why NWA Power would just kind of shutter their content um, and then kind of, you know, combine forces with AEW and, uh, you know, maybe uh, uh, be a little bit more of an active part of of Elevation. So yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, And and I'm hoping that that's the sort of distinction that they're hoping that they're looking to make. If it's another Daily's Place wrestling show, I think we're going to have a big problem.
2: A number of points to just make. Uh, a lot of great stuff here from our panel, as per huge. Uh, one, clearly there is uh, there is some sort of working relationship with AEW and the NWA. I mean, Thunder Rosa has been there for how mm-hmm. long, and she's still technically signed under NWA. Uh, two, how many people has AEW poached from NWA? Yeah. A ton. Um, I like the idea of a more studio centric uh, show. Uh, As far as like the programming and stuff when it comes to dark and elevation, if you guys thought that the mid card of AEW was a was a packed house, um, they're like lower tier, uh, you know, roster. There's a ton of people there and they need somewhere to kind of develop and learn and 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 really kind of hone their craft. And I feel like that's really where it's going to live on this YouTube show. I still believe that uh, the new TNT show, it like there's going to be a new TNT show, like contractually, they've agreed to that. And from what I had read previously before, you know, the world stopped, it was going to be a women's show. I don't know if they still have plans to do that just because their women's roster has been so lacking and injury prone. Um, I don't know what they have plans to do after that. But uh, I I really I don't see uh, I feel like the big show signing more more than anything was just a headline grab. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I ended up writing about it at work because it was the number one trend on Twitter. Right. It, it you know people were talking about it. I feel like when you bring in a guy like Paul White who has done so much in his career and has has seen probably it all, so to speak um, he's a really good presence to have backstage with the younger wrestlers. you can never have and they have a ton of young very green talent. you can never have enough veteran presence to influence this new crop of wrestlers. They already have remarkable people there, but, you know, sometimes some wrestlers don't, you know, get along with or like kind of hit it off with one uh, veteran. Maybe they'll attach to this guy and it, it only helps people grow. So I don't see him, you know, getting in the ring. I hope he doesn't. I don't care to see that. And hopefully he's just a good presence and maybe he can rein in Tony Khan and his wacky fan ways. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, look, Tony is Tony. Actually, Tony Khan is not unlike Justin Valentine. They're both very excitable. They both have a lot of passion. But sometimes you just got to reel them in and just be like, it's so calm down. What right. are we talking Let's do you talking about? You think
0: that Tony Khan hired the big show to reel himself in? <laughs> what is going on here? What are we talking <laughs> about here? Or you think that he got hired in, but really he's secretly gonna just punch the boss in the stomach and tell him (laughs) to stop booking like a fanboy. What is
1: going on? He's just gonna pick him up over his shoulder and be like, come (laughs) on,
2: hey, hey Shawnee, it's it's a it's a joke. It was a bit. (laughs) I was trying to get something over and just trying to run, you know, throw something out there just for laughs. laughs. Apparently, you're taking this way too goddamn seriously.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I'll pull back. I'm looking forward to the punchline. Continue.
2: <laughs> wow. Dick move. <laughs> back to you, Chuck. Uh, let's wrap this show up.
3: But by, by the way, I do just want to mention that, yeah, AEW's lower card. It, it, uh, it, when was the last time you've heard of Zach Clayton? Right. Never. Oh, how about Elijah Dean? Yeah. No. Nick Camarado. Have any of these people been on television ever? How about Casey Navarro, Ashley Vox, Jasmine Allure? Like there's so dude, there are so many people in AEW that you've never seen before because they've been on dark four times. It's insane.
1: All right, for our second question, uh back to Nate here for two points. We move to New Japan, where Kodobushi defeated Tetsuya Naito in the main event of night two of Castle Attack, retaining the Intercontinental Championship over there, the IWGP IC champ. Uh, one New Japan wrestler declared his intention to re-enter that title picture for the heavyweight championship. Who was it?
3: Uh I haven't watched this yet. I was saving this. Um is it uh,
1: Horseshoe Tanahashi? It is not Horseshoe Tanahashi. That's who,
3: that's that's always who I guess when I don't know the answer to a New Japan question. That's,
1: that's to be f- fair, he could be involved in everything, right? Uh, let's move it over to Justin. Justin, I know you you watch tons of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, who decided that they want to be in the title picture for the heavyweight championship for IWGP over there? Look, I'll do respect. What a bad move to move it over to Justin. Okay.
4: One. Uh, <laughs> um, listen, I I follow big Two. New Japan headlines, but I don't watch the inner show to know the little three story arcs. This um, was Castle
3: Attack. Four.
4: I know. I saw. I did not see this headline from Castle Attack. I saw other headlines. That's
1: five.
4: That's five.
1: You got nothing, huh?
4: I got uh, Dick Togo.
1: All right. No, nope, but was not Dick Togo? Definitely not a, not a correct <laughs> guess there. God bless him. Shotty. we'll move it over to you. Uh, do you need the question repeated? No.
0: Um, I'm just going to take a stab in the dark here. Is it the uh, Lord of Hot Dogs, Kazuchika Okada? It is Kazuchika Okada. <laughs> I Why is
3: he the Lord
2: of Hot Dogs?
0: <laughs> okay, so I've got... Um, there there are two uh, images I've seen in my life here involving there's one where he was a young boy and his mouth is just stuffed with hot dogs and I can't find this picture anymore. I don't have it in my collection and I don't know what keywords to use to find it now. However, I do have a second picture of a a much more recent and older, a distinguished Okada in a beautiful chef outfit holding a plate full of hot dogs. I don't fucking know why, but for some reason, Okada loves him some hot dogs. (laughs) Okay, well, that's something that I can never unlearn. Thank you. If anyone can find us the picture where he's, you know, young Okada uh, with the um, hot dogs in his mouth, please send them to one of our uh, social medias. Pretty sure Gato has had that scrubbed from the Internet.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I just Googled uh, Okada hot dogs, full mouth, and uh, that's not the picture I got. (laughs) I can only imagine what you did get. Try wieners, Chuck. A, Place a hot dog okay. with wieners well while i'm while i'm searching uh we're adding wieners to the search here what do you guys think this means for new japan's wrestling uh re- relationship with well, AEW?
3: wait a minute hang on what was the correct answer since
1: everyone got it wrong uh Kez, it was okada oh it was it, okada it was Kez. What, what, what was oh. that
2: first name chuck i'm not he saying it.
1: he gave up i'm not you're got. just trying to make erica angry and i'm not doing it
2: erica's already angry
1: <laughs> welcome back erica yeah. What do you guys think this means for the uh, working relationship with AEW as far as New Japan's concerned? You think we got Nokata uh coming in to, to AEW? I would think so. I mean he's worked with he's
0: worked in America with a few different organizations. I, I would think that we'll see him over here. You know, it's it's still everything's bound to the waiting periods with travel restrictions and things. So uh I I I would assume that we'll see him soon. Now that we've seen um Mox and kenta on the um new japan strong show i think it's only a matter of time before a few stars from japan start to matriculate over to southern california there and start um, performing in the americas but i don't think okada for a while right you can't just put him on ice for a month
2: No, 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 you can't. Uh, But I feel like this is the right move because Okada's been out of the title picture for so long now. Um, So one, it's good to see him just for New Japan's sake get back into the title picture. But with the ongoing uh, partnership with AEW, uh, you know, I highly doubt they're going to send him back to Impact because that... Yeah, Yeah, that didn't work out. No, it didn't. Uh, But I feel like this ongoing saga you know, with the, sh- the sharing of talent, like this is going to be a long-term thing. This isn't a one-and-done thing. And the potential to have Okada make an appearance in the United States, and maybe, maybe by time he's at a point where he could come over and make an appearance, maybe there's going to be more people in the audience, and, and the pop would be really great. Uh, because let me tell you, when I was at All In, and his music hit, The, I mean, mind you, that crowded all in uh, the superest of marks in the world, of course, but it, the reaction, once you heard the, you know, the, the pling, pling of the coins, just everyone lost their mind because it's, it's Okada. And and like, at that point, he was just in his untouchable run at, at New Japan. And it, it was, oh. I mean, he and then going to like the, the signing after like he's just he is a he is a star of a generation of and he's he's so remarkable. So just the fact that he's here and he's gonna be maybe making his way, maybe you know, facing Kenny or maybe Moxley. I mean it it the possibilities are endless. Who knows what's gonna happen, but it's all good for every wrestling fan that loves this shit.
3: Yeah, I think as long as AEW doesn't dress him up like a character from the Green Hornet, they're going to be fine.
2: I think they will. Yeah, I think um, I, I concur.
3: Yeah. So,
2: uh, yeah,
3: I, I think I I mean, I don't know, because it doesn't seem like there has been any necessarily any uh, indication that he's going to AEW anytime soon. So it's sort of like like unless it was something that was directly teased uh, i'm not i'm not going to get excited just kind of reinserting himself into the title picture uh, i'm not sure that AEW is even inserted itself into the IWGP title picture yet so so kind of making the logical leap that uh, uh, you know okada may, we may see okada in AEW i think it's a little bit too early to go there but he is it's it's pretty much you know the short list of people that i want to see in AEW is okada naito and uh uh, uh the fucking uh golden lover boy i can't think of his name oh yeah so the those those are the three big names so the faster that that can happen i think the better and you know we've already seen uh kenta show up uh in in aw Uh, We know that uh, Juice Robinson and uh, David Finley are here in the U.S. I'd love to see them. David Finley is like one of my favorite talents that I just enjoy watching whenever he's in the ring. So anything with either Juice or David Finley uh, in AEW, I'm going to be a huge supporter of. Um, But yeah, I I think that Shawnee hit the nail on the head. It's all about the, the pandemic travel restrictions and until those you know, the situation really starts improving, I think that it's a non starter. So, you know, I'm I'm trying to keep my expectations reasonable, right? And my time frames in my head reasonable, knowing that that is the biggest hurdle that they have to clear. And it has nothing to do with relationships and booking. It's
0: way bigger than wrestling. I will just say in terms of breadcrumbs uh, for Okada to AEW coming out of the, his most recent matches, almost all of his post fight stuff was directly aimed at the bullet club. Like this is his thing. Now he's coming back to the championship and he's also getting, he's going to, he's going to take out the trash in terms of the bullet club, which certainly is a bridge that we expect will have, you know, if, 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 if the Bullet Club, Okada, the the uh, New Japan World Title, uh, all stay intact throughout the next year, I find it almost impossible that it won't be interwoven with you know the the elite on the U.S. side. I mean, it would be great if the Bullet Club that he's actually talking about is Kenny
3: and and the Good Brothers. Like, I think that would be so, that would be even so much cool. Like, that's that's almost a perfect misdirect to say. I'm going to clean out the trash by going after Bullet Club. And then you show up in AEW like, yeah, that would uh, mind blown at that point.
1: All right, well, let's go to our third and final question, Shawnee, your opportunity for three points here is we continue to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling and their Castle Attack event. Uh, their junior heavyweight division had a lot of shakeups this week following Takahashi relinquishing the junior heavyweight championship due to injury after a big week of shows, concluding the two night castle attack event who walked away as the new IWGP junior heavyweight champion and one half of the junior heavyweight tag team champions.
0: Oh Lordy. If I had more than five seconds, I might be able to answer this question. I am so sad that Takahashi has been injured. He's gonna be out for at least six months, which is like stealing more joy from this miserable world, and I hate it. And um junior heavyweight champions. Two. So it's oh it's a it's a bullet club member. It's Three. uh is it uh four stick to <laughs>
1: Five.
0: Honestly, I'm not going to be able to answer this one. No
1: no answer for this one. All right. We'll throw it back to Justin. Give him an opportunity to uh, take three points here and the lead. What's the name I'm looking for?
4: Is it El Desperado? You looked that up. I swear. I I was one of the headlines I saw earlier. I did my research.
3: Yeah. I saw the tweet too.
4: (laughs) Yeah. No, that's correct. Three points. I saw the headline. Damn
1: it. Or El Desperado. As I said earlier, uh, they they had their big um, castle attack event, two night castle attack event, which also saw uh, Kenta and John Moxley go at it. What did you guys think of this? I haven't seen it yet. I just told you I didn't see it yet. You're spoiling everything for
3: me, Chuck. God damn it! But what did you what did you think of what you didn't see? I haven't seen it yet. How <laughs> can I give you an opinion on something I haven't seen yet?
2: Go ahead, Erica. I feel like I shouldn't even talk anymore because I'm just going to get yelled at, but uh, (laughs) I think this is a great opportunity for El Desperado for sure. Um, I mean, this guy, he, he, he he fought for that title years ago, came up short, hasn't really had an opportunity since. And, you know, and I concur with Shawnee, like Hiromu going down with an injury now, it's, it's, I mean, he's been back for probably about a year, but because he was gone for so long, it just feel it feels like he's just come back. And to have such a charismatic and talented figure go on the shelf, who was really a true leader of that junior heavyweight division, it's it's a total bummer. And it's gonna be exciting to see who's gonna step up. And I think just El has been scrapping for the past few months and has made some incredible had some incredible matches. So this is Super exciting! Uh, he's actually, I was going to say something, but no, I'm going to. I won't spoil that for Nate. Uh, he's he's going to be fighting somebody at New Japan's anniversary show. Well, on I'll Thursday. be excited
0: to find out who. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we're thinking. There's a big news story with New Japan that is so disappointing. Are we talking about that at all? Which one? The Vermin Marty Skrull.
2: I I mean, it's one thing about that. I wouldn't say it was really big. He he filmed something backstage. By all means, they could be testing the waters to see how things kind of react. It wouldn't be the first time a promotion decided to do like, let's see, like remember fuck. Remember when Big Cass and Enzo showed up at the uh the the garden event and everyone like lost their minds and then they right. just disappeared?
3: Big Cass actually redebuted over the weekend. Yeah.
2: <laughs> there you just, go. Yeah, yeah fun fact um so i'm not i won't take that very seriously until he shows up on like proper programming and not in a backstage segment um if if he does show up in like the ring then i will be not pleased um matt riddle
3: is the current
0: u.s champion that's i mean yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, that's one of the reasons I, I struggle with Raw so much is that like those matches are the good matches of Raw, but I, I was such a mark. i I was an unabashed mark from for Riddle. And I feel like uh he lied to me. <laughs> and I mean, took it I, personally, and I and I can't enjoy those matches like I used to. And and Velveteen
3: Dream is still employed. I'm not saying it's an excuse by any right. means. I'm just saying that the the actual fallout from speaking out was not what it should have been. All around.
2: Agreed. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, on that somber note, let's wrap up the uh, game and move on to our final fall. Erica, where do the points stand? We've
2: got a close game and it's pretty much anyone's game going into final fall right now. Justin's in the lead with nine points. Uh, Nate's got seven. Shawnee with three. And uh, if you weren't happy with last week's question, you might be happier with this one. Maybe. I don't know. We'll we'll see.
1: Our final fall is Erica's favorite. The price is right rules, meaning that it is a uh, time that you need to not go over in your guessing. And it comes to us like the last couple of questions from new Japan, strong, the new beginning USA, which happened on Friday night, long awaited showdown there between Kenta and John Moxley for Nate's uh, for Nate's. I can't think of the right word for Nate's sake. I won't spoil the ending. However, however, I will tell you that it was a shorter than expected match Uh, for 10 points. Give me the uh, time of the match in minutes and seconds. We'll go around the room, starting with uh, the, we start with the highest points, right? Yes, sir. All right. So that'll be Justin, I believe. Yes, that is correct. Let's do,
4: let's do 14 minutes, five seconds. 14.5.
1: 14.5. Okay. I'll write that down. Uh Nate, I believe you're next. Uh let's go uh 545, Chuck. Okay. And then finally, uh Shawnee.
0: This is super tricky. Super tricky. I watched this match too. I'm gonna go 14 minutes six seconds. But damn, this could have been a 13-minute match.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I can tell you that none of you went over, which is good to know. Uh, however, Shawnee, who has yelled every time that we've uh, done Price is Right rules on how to properly play the game, it's actually paid off for you this time around. The actual answer was 14 minutes and 25 seconds. Yes. So by yes. guessing one second more than Justin, you have scored yes. those 10 points. Erica, where, what's the uh, final call for these points?
2: Final score of today's game. We got Shawnee with 13 points, Justin with nine, Nate with seven.
1: Oh, close, close game. Well, hey, buddy,
4: it's okay, buddy. We'll get them next time.
0: He'll get us next time. Shut the fuck up, Justin. Jesus Christ. Quiet, nerd. (laughs) They're champions talking.
1: Shawnee, you've got 60 seconds on the clock. Let us know if we missed anything this week and anything you'd like to tell us. Oh,
0: did we miss anything this week? No, I think that we covered it all. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to Thunder Rosa tonight. I know they're they're throwing on the uh, the women's tournament on YouTube again tonight. I think not exactly something that I got a real firm grasp on, but I think there's some wrestling show on tonight. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think something. I might watch is, it. I don't know. Is there? I
0: don't know. Um. Looking forward to it. Uh great times. I look, hey. I
1: would look it up, but uh my Google has been re- restricted after looking up Okada, hot dog,
4: <laughs> pole,
1: plus wieners.
4: Let's shut this. Let, let, let's shut this guy down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh yeah, you know what? I I, I if I had any Kfabe in my head to spit at you, it it disappeared. I just see pictures of hot. Kazuchko Kata with hot dogs now and it's making me happy. It's making me hungry. It's a good Don't way to celebrate it. my victory. Turn Don't it over it. to one of them losers and let them wrap up the show. <laughs> All
1: right. Uh, Justin, you've got the nerd. 60 <laughs> seconds on the clock. Go ahead and uh, cut us a promo. Uh, oh,
4: man. Uh, number something. one, I'll start
1: with it's okay,
4: buddy. Nate, we got this.
3: We'll strategize shut the this fuck week. We'll up. God out. damn it.
4: Number two, um, Listen, I don't know what's going on with Lacey Evans. I've heard there's potentially she's actually pregnant. I don't know what it is, but that match was getting previewed for eliminate as soon as the or as late as the kickoff, I should say. The kickoff show, they were talking about it, and then it just got scrapped. Asuka has been as a champion used absolutely horrendously. She is the minor part of every storyline that she is in. Uh, for some reason, I don't get it. There, Rhea Ripley's coming to Raw. If the Lacey Evans-Asuka match couldn't happen at Elimination Chamber, why not have Rhea Ripley show up and have a, uh, a segment with Asuka to challenge her for Mania or to her at least start at something? But once again, because Lacey isn't available, we're just going to kick Asuka off the show altogether. Makes absolutely no sense. She deserves a hell of a lot better, and that's my sixth
3: All right. Nate, you got 60 seconds on. I'll just respond directly to Justin. Rhea Ripley is something for Charlotte to do. Charlotte lost something to do with (laughs) Lacey uh, exiting uh, with the pregnancy. And so Rhea is now Charlotte's new toy. Um, It does suck. It sucks for Oscar. It sucks for Rhea. Um, and, uh, you know, you know who it doesn't suck for. It doesn't suck for the audience because we get to not see Lacey Evans on our fucking television screen for nine months. Plus, yay. I am good with that. The last thing I want to say is, uh, make sure you check out the one fall show super universe this week. We have a shocking debut.
1: It was shocking. Absolutely. All right, uh, Erica, was there anything you wanted to let our fans know about before we exit for this week's One Fall Show?
2: Yeah, uh, probably one of the most entertaining videos I watched this week. I don't know if anybody watches Parts Fun Known uh, on YouTube, uh, but uh, Anna Blampier, who's also works with the Wrestle Talk guys, formerly with... What culture was supposed to be with the Cultaholic, but then things happened. I digress. Uh, he, he shared, he does a lot of great fantasy booking videos, and he shared a, an 18 minute clip for fantasy booking Raw Underground, which um, you would think, why would I care? Uh, but it is kind of amazing how he salvaged that pile of crap and made it sound intriguing. Uh, so I highly recommend Parts Fun Known How Adam Would Book Raw Underground. Give it a watch. Huzzah.
1: Sounds good. Let's tell you where uh, you can find us online and then that'll wrap up this week's one fall show. Justin, where can people find
4: you online? All over social media at JV underscore sports underscore talk, JVsportstalk.com. And sorry, Chuck, for the JV Sports Talk pay-per-view pod, which returns Saturday, March 6th ahead of uh, AEW Revolution with Erica Bennis and my best buddy, Nate Bender, going to be on the show with me. So excited.
1: The only reason you get to plug your show is because two more members of our show are on it. I'm just letting you know right now. I'm, I'm not letting that stuff slide next week. Fair enough. Shawnee, where can people find you
0: online? Find me at Shawnee constant on Twitter at Shawnee.constant on Instagram. You can find me on the talk horror to me podcast with Chuck Bean and our friend Elizabeth. And you can find me
1: running the uh, one fall shows Twitter at one fall show. Yeah, and we had a fantastic uh, new episode of Talk Horror. I can't wait to uh, release that one talking about Ex Machina and Runaway.
0: That was Independent professional wrestler, Manly Jack
1: Manly. That's right. Uh, Nate, where can people find you online? You can find me
0: at
3: Nate Benderama on Twitter, and you can also find me uh, streaming live over at twitch.tv slash limit break radio, streaming Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays for uh, the super universe, uh, uh, the one fall show super universe mode.
1: And
2: Erica, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Erica underscore Banas. I should really plug the fact that I do write news stories and stuff more often. And look, I, I, I know it's something I do, but I, I don't want I don't want to get heat with the other half of the booking committee for plugging oh, something else that, that isn't
1: here. Hey, you know what? Be proud of what you do. Be proud of your accomplishments.
2: I, well, it's it's so weird because I don't really have an exact website to point to either. Uh, and I'm proud of your accomplishments, Justin. You do a very fine job. I love. I get you. yelled at for
4: talking about my accomplishments. What is this? It's a cute You're- little website you do there, Justin. Thank you.
2: Anyway, you can you can read my stuff on WRIF.com and wcsx.com if you're local to Detroit. If not, uh, I write rock news and classic rock news for Beasley Media Group. Go to beasleymediagroup.com, find that shit. Actually, it's bbgi.com. I don't even know the corporate site. <laughs> Google my name, things will pop up. I'm a good writer. Back to Chuck.
1: You can find me on Twitch, twitch twitch.tv backslash Chizuck playing rock band on Sundays. And I'm trying to stream more playing some other games during the weeknights. You can also find me uh, Saturday afternoons from three to seven on WRIF 101.1 FM in Detroit city and on the nerd radio podcast. And as Shawnee said before on talk horror to me, make sure you watch yourself some wrestling this week. There's a bunch of great stuff. Some of it's even on YouTube. We just don't watch a whole lot of it. We'll be back with another one fall show next week. Fuck off.
2: Erica, What'd you find?
4: I googled your name. Oh, well, there, there's me. There you and go. All my selfies. Uh, yeah. It's good times. Well, there's one that's not
2: you. Did you play softball? Are you in this softball picture? I, I'd have to see. I did play softball, like, in high school. Who's that imposter?
1: Yeah.
2: I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Either way. The other ones are me. Um
4: Oh, this is definitely not you. None of these girls are older than 13. Never mind. There you go.
1: And uh, now Justin is on a list for a Google search. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Anyway. You had that list with Marty Skrull.
2: Oh,
3: <laughs> and Marty. So I'm
2: sure. Who wants who wants to hear some titles, guys? Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, is one
3: of them on a list with Marty Skrull? <laughs>
2: No, <laughs> or just the list. Don't be a Marty. <laughs> no,
0: be a Marty.
2: Don't be a Marty. <laughs> Doesn't matter yeah. which one. Just don't be a Marty. Uh, well, that, apparently that's going to be one off the bat. But the Back ones that I've written that down, did. yeah, the <laughs> ones I've uh, written down. WWRD. What would Reginald do? Uh, <laughs> just, just simply whirl and it's, whirl. Just, it's, just, it's just. Oh, really, I like it's that. Like, kind of yeah, like that uh tony khan likes a fat mid card uh,
3: yeah that's yeah that's a good like one that. well, that's vince a good G- one
2: vince mcmahon is a size queen uh, w- which i feel like we could bring up on really <laughs> can, any given can show we combine we do. those
3: two though yeah those really sound like sort of a tandem like, a like fat, fat, they're a part fat of a pair card
2: and a size
4: queen like
2: <laughs> Tony's likes a fat bit card. Vince is a size queen coming up on NBC this fall. Tony and Vince. Yes. <laughs> like, like it's, it's a, buddy. we should do no, no, no. What we should
4: do it's is take bo- se- there's so many titles that we don't use Our open. Every week should be like a, you know, an intro to our show. Like coming up on today's one fall show, Tony, <laughs> Tony. Khan likes a fat mid card. Vince is a size queen. And or, what would Reginald do?
3: Or Come or we, we, we do, we do it like it's sweeps week.
2: Exactly. This
0: week on ABC, yeah. Vince McMahon <laughs> is a size queen. <laughs> Tony like, likes a fat, fat mid card. <laughs>
2: and what would
1: reginald do coming up i think our cold opens are are, our history now we're just gonna have to do these
2: now we have to come up with a plot like a basically a plot schedule and like script outlines for tony and vince (laughs) if someone if someone
3: someone actually wants to do a script i used to produce shit like this like parody commercials for limit break radio so it's something that i could that i could do
2: I could I could tool around with it. Uh, yeah, even if you
3: give me a script by tonight, I could probably have something together for tomorrow.
2: OK, so well, like, I, yeah, it's, honey, it's not going to be tonight. I have to work tonight. But I'm just,
3: <laughs> when I'm just saying, like, I, I have the avail- availability to to knock it out before either before this episode or before the next episode.
2: Got it. Um, last two, the big show is now known as the very large program. And then lastly, obviously. Don't Google Okada hot dogs and full mouth. (laughs) So, some good stuff, gentlemen. But not to Google. Using that term loosely this week.
1: Yeah.